0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to the That's So Dev Podcast. I am super excited today because obviously, if you don't know about the title, we're talking about one of my favorite TV shows and one of my favorite Disney franchises, period. Now, we got T. Y'all know the T. Now, before we get into the T, make sure you go ahead and follow me at That's So Dev on Twitter as well as Instagram. I know it's iconic. I have That's So Dev as my at name every single social media platform. Love that for you. Super easy to find. Go indulge, boo. Now, okay. So, ow, okay. I have to scream. I have to scream, and here's why. I love season three. Now, I'm gonna go ahead and cover this now. Season three is not and will not be better than season one. That that. I'm sorry. No, it's not. It's not. And I know a lot of people like to throw in the nostalgia part of it that makes it seem like the best even though for sure yeah that definitely plays a part but it was the the way that they took their time with season 1 you know, season one had so much care to it. You know, the music, it had such a substance that has not been captured again. You know, songs like Wondering, uh, Born to be Brave, just a couple examples. I think I kind of, you know, out of the old, like, you know, there were, there were those are songs to me that are worthy of sitting next to the classics. What time is it? We're all this together. I genuinely feel like those songs, are worthy of that. And, you know, I mean, I, I'm obviously going to cover season one and season two in separate podcasts. Okay, we're going to cover those, but we're going to focus on season three. But I'm really just making the point that, you know, the, for one, the music, it lacked the substance that season one did. It was just so fulfilling. Like, come on, the lyrical content and just the emotion that the songs all captivated. It was just out of this world. And I don't think that, uh, especially season two, but season three did not reach that. I actually thought even though season three was better season two music, it had more substance to it. Um, it just felt like as we gone on with each season, it seemed like the pop production started to come into play, and you know, f- before I get into the characters, I really do want to talk about season three music. This is this is a nice little transition over into that? You know, I didn't like a lot of the production, like you know, on fabulous, it's on, it, it just it was not. It was very over pop produced. It would be essentially like if today's producers produced those songs back then, right? Um, and it just, it, it didn't hit. Uh, I don't need it to sound like the original per se, but it was just, I don't know. It was doing too much. Um, even I wouldn't change a thing. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I, no, um, we can reinvent things and still uh, keep it fresh you know because i i wouldn't change a thing i feel like the reason why it connects to people is really because of the lyrical content and i think a lot of the lyrical content had been overshadowed uh, especially by the production um it, it just wasn't sonically pleasing but you know songs like oh my god the this is me cover like that was so good you know it did not stick to what it was in that movie. It really turned it into this ballad and it was beautifully done, you know? So there are a lot of aspects of season two. I think overall the music in season two is the worst season of music. Um, This season is better than season two for sure, just as a whole. Um, Look, season two was very serious. You know, it had to follow the implications of everything that season one had already laid out. And it was necessary for it to be a bit more serious so that way it can set up the show going forward. Because after season one, you had to wonder where the show was going to go. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, maybe, you know, these first three seasons are really going to kind of mimic each see like each movie you know what I mean and I feel like that's what they should have done you know season two should have totally been them going to summer camp and then season three coming back and doing what they're doing for season four especially so that way we could have had you know live be a part of that and you know it's like a season high school musical three is a huge huge celebration especially of senior year and for a lot of the people that launched the show it is their senior year i mean ricky courtney nene it would have been her would have been her senior year y'all i could not get that out but let's be real here you know it i think tim does a great job at creating experiences on this show that are real and a lot of that has to do oh somebody's dog is not happy Ooh, Ooh. okay girl <laughs> i'm cracking up i'm not editing that out anyway <laughs> y'all it's like season three i feel like It was a moment where I think you realized, okay, Tim is a phenomenal writer because he takes the time to sit down with his artists, his actors, his actresses, and he really takes in their experiences to write those. And obviously, probably every season they've had, um, you know, experiences where it has mimicked things in these actors and actresses real lives. So I, I think that's something that I really appreciate because it allows you to connect with the audience. Um, y'all, I, I just, I, I, I go back and forth, you know, because look, it's almost as if season three was supposed to be like, it, it just seems like season three came too late in my mental thinking right now. It just, it feels like this came later than what it should have been. Like it doesn't feel ahead of its time. It feels like behind its time. And here's what really, you know, tips season one over the iceberg when it comes to season three, aside from, you know, the music for sure but it's just the simple fact that for me, not every episode of season three hit. I think every episode was quality for sure. I think every episode had a purpose mm. and that really plays into the overall quality of the season. But for many episodes, I found myself like, mm. Mm. good writing, don't know you know, why it's not hitting. And it's not even the fact that necessarily Nini is not there because for one i watched the show for sophia wiley let me just go ahead and say i did not know like i was not very familiar with olivia rodrigo until the first season came and that's really just the reality of it and you know i'm here for my girl sophia and courtney let sophia and courtney help her name is not courtney dara is dara renee first of all the first black televised elsa period period come on icon come on it's giving queen status okay y'all like, I just. Season three, though, I, this is where I'm gonna start to get into the characters because this is what made season three what it is, right? And I'm gonna start talking. Let me talk about Ashlyn, okay? I think Ashlyn has a storyline that so many people are going to identify with. You know, we got to actually watch her like understand these feelings that she was having because she didn't know why she was being awkward why she was kind of being a little snappy and things like that and you know I it just like for me personally there was never a question of well is Ashlyn gay or bi like that never crossed my mind personally big red it did And it wasn't until then, like, until this season, I was like, they're probably bisexual. Both of them. And as we got to see that story unfold, you kind of got to see Ashlyn's feelings. Like, they just started to resonate with her. Like, you started to see how the core of who she is really started to come out. Especially when those fireworks went popping. She was like, oh, that's why. I was like, yes, bitch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Your hand flip a little bit. Come on, community. Love that for you, girl. You know? And I think the conversation that her and Big Red had, like, the thing about Big Red and Ashlyn is that they may not see things the same, but they're usually on the same page. Just, like, what Big Red wants in life she doesn't want, like she wanted something totally different from him. But I think she's also come to terms with that. And at the same time, has she? Because I felt like, for one, a lot of season two went unresolved. I'm going to get into season two later because that's a headache, actually. And I give it the benefit of the doubt because of the pandemic. And people really forget about that. The pandemic really screwed up a lot of things. And you know, with the whole thing with Ashlyn and Big Red, it was kind of just like, well, okay, are these two okay? Like, is Ashlyn okay with somebody who doesn't want, you know, who doesn't have these enormous dreams that she has, but he supports her enormous dreams. But he is okay and comfortable with what he wants. And that's not to say that it's not going to change. It's not that, th- you know... This is, this is not this is not it at all, right? But you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to see where they're going to go next season because we obviously know Maddox is in the play. Now, when I met Maddox for the first time, I thought she was really annoying, and obviously, so did Ashlyn. So it's kind of it, it's funny to me because she didn't see her coming. It's like she saw her feelings with um with Val, like how she felt towards Val, like she really felt that, like, she saw that there was something going on, you know, in regards to her emotions whenever she's, like, around her and all that stuff, but when it necessarily came to Maddox, like, it wasn't the same energy, like, it genuinely seemed like they were just friends, even though there was, like, a hinting of Maddox potentially liking Ashlyn, I just didn't think that it would be returned, who knows I I, you know I'm just rambling at this point because I'm still processing the season because of that last episode I have a lot of things that I have to process and will be processing for the next month now okay Maddox first of all love her she is a bit much she is and she knows she is but she's also okay with who she is and it also kind of upsets her that people don't view her and you know like like she's an acquired taste and she knows people knows that she's an acquired taste and when she feels that it's off-putting for her she's actually someone who hides her emotions very very well until she gets comfortable around the scene like when they came in as new campers you would have never thought anything that Maddox was going through now for Maddox being uh brother and sister you know her and jet that left me kind of shook but also at the same time it also left the question wondering this whole time what's going on with them they're either brother and sister or they're dating it had to been one or the other right which at this point like people already question it why did you even bother trying to keep it a secret um, like, it, was it really that much better for people to assume that you were dating? Let's just be real here. Anyway, <laughs> so I really love their dynamic. I love, first of all, the fact that they can, like, they have this on screen chemistry that is so refreshing because it's not a core member that we know and for them to step on that camera and to make me feel like I've been watching them maybe at least last season it's pretty iconic so I love their duo I think that um we're really gonna see a healthier dynamic next season but we're also going to see um the whole perspective of it and we also haven't met their parents or anyone so who knows if they'll even be cast next season i can see them making their way over to east high jet has been expelled it only makes sense at this point especially when the documentary is well essentially making them famous that it would just make sense that they would just go to another school at this point like literally that makes sense if people have the money to move, literally get up and move in this core group of people is where you essentially became famous with like, well, yeah, we're going to move you. Let's Come on. Let's think logically here. So that's that for uh, Jet Medics, Ash and Big Red. Now I want to talk about, um, I, I'm going to save Nini for last. I want to talk about... <laughs> let's talk about Carlos first I I was gonna say EJ but ciao okay um now Carlos what a season for him what a season for him what a season for LGBTQ members like when Tim said there was going to be a lot of representation I was like well are you casting representation or like what (laughs) you know but now now that I've seen it I was I'm like holy girl okay so, Carlos really ate this season. Him and Courtney, they carried the comedy. Period. They carried the comedy. And the thing about like Courtney and Carlos is just that they're naturally funny people. Like, even off camera, when you see them in interviews, when you see them in their little uh, videos that the cast shared, like, they're just naturally fun people. They're funny. Like, the people that have amazing comedic timing and courtney and carlos have the best comedic timing that is what you for sure need to be highlighting because come on from the very first season um where are you supposed to be broadway And, and it's not even what it's the delivery for me it's the delivery for me because like why are you that funny I love the Carlos's journey of well for one being away from Seb and for two this really really blew up his confidence. It really did. I think this did wonders for him. And uh, I love that for Carlos. I don't think anybody I'm not going to say I don't think anybody deserves this more than Carlos, but I'm going to say that and you know what I mean because there are other people who deserve it too. Um but like He's just been the choreographer. He's been behind the scenes and all of that, just like Courtney. And he really got to have this moment. Even though he was just a snowman. You know, he really did get to have his moment. And I hope next season he does get to play Ryan. Um, even though Sharpay is technically his boyfriend, and Sharpay and Ryan are brother and sister. Um <laughs> But I do hope he gets to play the part of Ryan because I think that fits him so well, like incredibly well. And let's be real, him and Seb performing I Want It All, like it's kind of given iconic. So I've been absolutely obsessed with him, especially he was like, well, I need somebody else's torso. Ms. Jenner was like, someday you're going to learn to love your own. I was like, oh, (laughs) Because, and here's the thing like, that's just, that's stuff that we say just casually all the time. Like, oh my God, I wish I had that torso. Like, oh my God, why don't I have that? Why don't I have that? Right? And for her to just come back from one out of nowhere and just be like, someday you're going to love your own, like, it just stunned me because I was like, dang, I wasn't expecting that. Because for one, we haven't seen Miss Jen for real, for real. And two, nobody's really been clocking like that at camp. So that was super nice to see. And I love seeing Seb coming at the end. Love that, you know, um, singing wouldn't change a thing and the production, but I love that song. Anyway, Carlos eight, love that. I mean, generally it was a big season for every last person. It really, really was, but Yeah, that's Carlos. Um, The next thing I want to talk about is actually Courtney. Come on, first black televised Elsa. It's giving Queen teas. Like, come on, come on, Dara Renee. Come on. Like, why are you that talented? Like, like I. Come on, hard work. Come on, perfecting your craft. Come on, Descendants Four. Come on, lead. And here's my frustration. And here's my frustration. And I don't care what anybody has to say about that. Hi, Ricky fans, because y'all are going to be upset about this. Now, I literally, mind you, Ricky came in auditions late season one, was unprepared and got the lead. Everyone was very unsure, even after Ricky couldn't finish the show in the first season, that he was capable of carrying the lead. He still showed up unprepared majority of the time and i know he was still going through stuff but even if you're going through stuff on a professional we can call it professional if you want to whatever it's high school but also still like if you're putting on a play in a production if you can't be consistent you're not gonna be in the lead realistically at least like if troy was the lead in the movies he actually decided that he was going to commit and because Ricky is the main main character he's really always going to get these lead roles and i think that it really displays privilege to me, that is privilege for you to walk in every audition, especially even once after Frozen auditions, you bust in open and your mind is doing your bucket list while everybody is focused on this Frozen documentary. You know, like you haven't learned your lines the day before or, or, to, or the day of, like, come on, let's be serious. Courtney is in bed saying it over and over and over again because she has to be perfect. And the thing about that is it's like, okay Courtney came on stage when they were doing the sound test singing the Miss Jim was like come see me or whatever alluding to something for her in season two and then we see nothing for Courtney so it's very hmm, hmm if Courtney walked in late unprepared she would not get the role Even if qualified. And that's really just the reality of it to me. And you can say it's a show all you want to, but there is a very, very heavy element of realism to this show. And I think that that is a prime example. So again, Ricky is privileged. He can walk into an audition and it's not a big deal if he's unprepared or late. But if anyone else does that, it is going to impact them. Even if Ricky is talking to Miss Jen being disrespectful. Even if we, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, look, and somebody on Twitter said to me, like, you have to be realistic and blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. Is privilege not realistic to you that a white cis man has? Do you really think that that's, if that's not reality to you, I'm gonna need you to wake up. Baby, I'm up. I mean, I'm up, up. We are talking about I have a monster and I got me a Mingle Dragon Fruit Lemonade from Starbucks which has caffeine in it, boo. I'm up, okay? And I love Ricky, but I'm literally just saying, (laughs) like, I'm literally just saying, and I get it, you know, of course Ricky can sing, he can sing, he's very talented, but baby, (laughs) no if you're not dependable, if you can't do what needs to be done for a show, you are not going to be carrying a show. Why would anybody trust you in real life to carry a show? Anyway, and that and that's really all I got to say because my girl Courtney has literally been working her ass off. Courtney- Has been working. She's been behind the scenes just like Carlos. And that's why I'm very excited that she got her moment. I hate that it took three seasons for her to get her moment. I really, really hate that. And I don't use hate. But I just don't like that my girl kind of got scraps. I feel like she got scraps. There's no reason for it. I'm just... It upsets me. It upsets me because I feel like the black girls always get pushed to the side and come last. And I'm sure a lot of the, I'm just thankful for my moment. You know, well, the moment's here now. Never mind about that. I'm focused on positivity. That's fine. You're better than me, do you? But I'm going to eat these bitches up for you because there's no reason that Courtney didn't have a major solo like that until season three. No reason. I don't care if Courtney was meant to be in two episodes. Fine, I gave you season one because you adjusted. But season two, after you told Courtney to come see you, Miss Jen. Oh no! What was Courtney not Beauty and the Beast? And that's not me taking from Ashlyn or Julie. Y- y- come on now, super insanely talented. Look at her on Broadway. Come on now, Star. There's a reason her and Olivia's song "Wondering" has a hundred million streams. There's a reason. There is an entire reason for that. So, Courtney, I have a lot that I want to speak on. And I'm going to come back to it once I cover season one and season two. But for now, I think we've covered you all. I think we covered you, boo. I'm going to take a quick break right here for a quick second, y'all. And then I'm going to come back and we're going to finish our chat, right? But I just want to... I, I, I just really want to take in my hair because when I look at the treatment of darker skinned characters for black characters, right? Every last one of them never really got an opportunity. I feel that, you know, they've obviously utilized Sophia. She's obviously a dancer first and then a singer right after that. She is a very oh my god, I love her singing. Her tone is just so amazing. And I just feel like she was also given scraps, but I'm sure she was fine with it as well because, again, she had multiple talents and things like that, right? But I didn't feel like Courtney did. Like, obviously, you know, she did design, she did costumes but that's really it you know i mean in season two like and i love olivia i literally stand olivia but it just like she went to a whole new school in season two and that opened up a room for them to give people a chance who didn't get a chance to shine season two well season one and they didn't do that for season two They did it for season three. Fine. Yay, I'm happy to see it now. But am I still not going to hold people accountable for still giving my girls scraps? No. No, absolutely not. Black women deserve better. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And that's not something that's really debatable. (laughs) That's not a debate. That's a statement. No feedback. Alright y'all. I'm going to be right back. Stay tuned and we're going to continue this and wrap this up. Alright y'all. See you in a bit. Bestie, welcome back. Now, We're gonna finish this off. We just finished talking about Courtney. My girl deserves better. Tam, I'm gonna pull up and fight you if you don't give my girl everything that she needs, even though you already did. And we're gonna get to that at the end. Now, I wanna talk about our um, core four. I'm gonna start off with um, EJ. Actually, I'm gonna, I'm actually gonna go with Gina first. Her and Gina are going to intertwine and then we're going to add in Ricky, right? Now, Gina's coming to summer. Gina wants this to be the best summer ever, you know, where she gets to enjoy all aspects and just have fun and you know do it on her own terms like that's really what she wants like she wants the lead she wants everything that she came for and then some so we see gina 1.0 pop back out and i think we see gina 1.0 pop back out the entire season if you ask me now i think that gina went on a very very look Gina came to do what she didn't get to do season one. And she did that, period. And she did that, period. This was a redemption season for Gina. And I think it executed that fairly well, actually. You know, from her balance, um, dance and song, which I love. Uh, just down to every performance that she has had this season. I've genuinely felt like gina was just so like she's so strong-willed with everything that she does it's just incredible and i'm like you know what gina you have so much fire in you that honestly nobody can take you down except herself she's the only person that can do that and i think we've seen that before where she's kind of sabotaged her own self you know you know she can be her own worst enemy And um, I mean, I, I don't have too much to say about Gina in regards to just Gina, because what else is there to say? She's really redeemed herself from season one, and this was a really trying time. Now, I'm going to incorporate EJ into this, right? Now, keep in mind, you know, Gina's coming to have a super fun summer, Um, live freely, you know, because they're going back to school. You know, summer's going to obviously come back around again. This isn't her last summer, you know, and she's just wanting to have fun, and it's light, and it's yay, and it's boyfriends, and it's all of that, and it's flowers, and all that good shit, right? Now, EJ, EJ's coming to summer to enjoy the last bit of what he has as a kid already they're not on the same page they weren't on the same page coming to camp period gina shouldn't if gina didn't go to camp they probably wouldn't have broke up just to be realistic they probably wouldn't have but um i think that you know ej was so focused this year he was thrown into a situation that he had no choice but to if he didn't jump into the situation, I would like to put this in bold. There would be no show if EJ didn't do what he did the entire season. Regardless of how happy or upset you are about how he went about it. There would be no show. Period. Right? Okay. So, EJ's working super, super hard. And we start to see these. He's making promises to Gina. In the same way that Troy is making promises to Gabriella. Right? And in the end, those promises become empty. You remember what Gabriella said to Troy? Missing dates? If that's you, good to know, right? So EJ with his empty promises is almost mirroring Troy and Gabriella in the summer high school musical, too. And it's It's very, very interesting to me because I see even when Gina understands that EJ is doing all of this for one, so there is a show, and for two, so that way he can stay with Gina. Right? Because ultimately, that is what he wants. And... That really didn't sit right with me because it's kind of like, okay, at this point, Gina, I know you want this fun, super awesome summer, but I need you to put yourself also, even though you probably can't because you're still in high school. At this point, you're still just about to become a junior. Like, you're still in sophomore energy. And you see her throwing these dicks. It's like, Gina, you are upset that EJ's not at Color Wars right now because... He was with Miss Jin, and you now know he was with Miss Jin during Color Wars to help with the show that you know he was just blindly thrown into, but you're still throwing digs at him. That's when I was kind of like, okay, look, I don't think Gina's mature enough right now. To really be in this kind of relationship. Where she's dating a really older guy like that. I just don't think that's the tea. Because I don't think she's able to look at it from his perspective. And um, also at the same time on the flip side. I don't think EJ needs to be with anyone. Until he stops doing this high school shit. Like his automatic response is to hide things. Why are you hiding things? Like it, like I just don't understand. I mean, he ended up deleting that voicemail on Nini's phone, yet Nini's phone didn't tell her. He got that letter from his dad and didn't tell Gina. He thought Ricky had to do with both times, even though low key, low key, yes. Low key, yes. And he does have a right to be upset about it. We're going to get there. But it, it wasn't working out on both ends and i know people want to blame ej want to blame honestly there's no one to blame and a lot of times and a lot of times i mean there, look when i say there's no one to blame i mean there's accountability on both ends and the realistic idea that this just wasn't working at any point in time you know this wasn't the couple that we saw in the prior season and the issue that i have with this show is that They use the season to build up a couple, and then the next season break that couple up. And it's like, we don't get to see what you're building up to in any capacity, really. Think about it. We build up all the... Look, you didn't see any what? You didn't see any Reani. It built up to season two. You really didn't get to see them in full effect. Season two built up to, well, Gina and EJ really didn't get the theme in full effect you get little itsy bitsy tastes here you know and it what drive what drives me crazy is that majority of the time people don't really care about the show as a whole they care about the show in the sense of well it being about the ships And shows are more than that. There are so many dynamics beyond your favorite ships. And that's all people want to see. That's all they want to talk about. That's all they care about. Which is fine. You know, people have their favorites and that's fine. But don't overlook everything that's going on in the season. And don't think just because your faves are getting together that that means that, wow, this season is automatically the best. Because that's just not the reality. And, you know, EJ and Gina, it... It frustrates me. It frustrates me because I really wanted to see uh, what they had built on. You know? It would have been nice to be able to see the EJ and Gina that we got to see from the season prior. It would have been nice if we got to see, you know, the Ricky and Nini that we saw prior. But we just did it. And that's actually super upsetting. Uh Tim, we're gonna have to have a talk. I'm gonna pull up. But yeah, EJ, grow the fuck up. Yeah, Gina, you you just not mature enough yet to be dating somebody his age. She's not. He's graduated. She's going into her junior year in high school. She's not mature enough. And a lot of people that don't see the perspective also of EJ are usually people who are younger. Uh just to be just to be real. Because the real shit that EJ is having to carry on his back for one after he's graduated high school. Like preparing for college, like, and then he's at summer camp. Like, I've literally been in that exact same position, no cap in any capacity. And I just couldn't imagine having to put on an entire production by yourself, and you've never done that before. And this production is going to be streamed on Disney (laughs) Plus because the reality is. There'd be no Frozen without EJ. Gina wouldn't have a part. So while she's mad at him for not being here, blah, 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 guess what? This thing that's about to blow you up? Guess who's making it happen? The man you mad at for skipping out on Color Wars because he's with Ms. Jen trying to get the show going. How that makes sense? And now we transfer it over to Ricky because I got some things to say about Ricky. Why is it that when the show was coming on and EJ was like, oh, I wasn't really going to do whatever Channing had said to do. And Ricky's like, are you sure? I was like, the funny thing about it is, Ricky, EJ actually doesn't have he hasn't given you a personal reason to mistrust him because in reality, you have emotionally cheated with Both of his girlfriends. Let's not play that game. You have assaulted Ricky. You threw a basketball in his face and made him bleed. You smacked him in the face earlier this season. Let's be real here. If anyone had anything to say, it should be EJ. It should be. He may have done things, point A, point B, point C, all of that to other people, but between you two, you have no reason for that, what was the reason, like, and that comment really, really pissed me off, because it was like, EJ, I was, not EJ, I was like, Ricky, like, are you serious, because for one, you weren't even supposed to be at camp, you weren't supposed to be at camp, you just randomly showed up at camp, because you know, after you broke up with your second girlfriend in a row that you jumped right into a relationship to, because for some reason you don't want to sit by yourself and grow, you decided that you needed to distract yourself, because right after you was in a toxic relationship with Nini, where you were deleting comments, because it's funny, I would bring up, oh, EJ did delete the voicemail from Nini, so Ricky could be mad about that, but Ricky, you literally deleted a comment off of Nini's Instagram, so don't act like you're any better. Anyway, I'm just saying ricky is actually quite problematic and i think because he can be seen well now for sure as the favorite like people are going to over you know they're going to overlook a lot of that and it's just the reality of it like it his character development it has not been great ricky's character development has not been great ej's have been washed out the fucking water ej has no character development this entire season blew that out the window what it built for season two which is crazy to me and the thing about it is everybody is okay with it like oh my ships got together but look what happened for your ships to get together well this character development was screwed this one was screwed this one was screwed like the show now does not add up in places so because just like We we were like, wait, so Courtney's what like what sixteen now or something like that? Now it's Courtney's senior year all of a sudden like the timelines it just is not adding up. It's not. I get it, shows do that, but it's just not looking cute right now. And I know Tim wants to go for seven seasons, but cut it off about five. Y'all this season has just been chaotic. The writing has been cute, but it has been a bit messy. Now Let's get to the end. Because after all is said and done, a month later after, you know, Frozen is over. Um, well, the girls are famous. <laughs> they're pulling up on, you know, the documentary uh, red carpet, which is blue because it's Disney Plus or whatever. And, you know, they're at the theater and they're getting ready. And this documentary is coming on. Um, y'all, that documentary, I I needed two days to process a part of what happened. Like, not even a full thing. I don't even think I've fully processed. It. First of all, the big red bomb. I, I, I have to say, I have to give the actors their 10 here. Because that scene, that was the best scene all season. I'm so serious. That was the best episode all season. Like, I would not give any episode that I have seen over an eight right uh i genuinely believe for me the average for each episode this season is eight but i have no notes for the last episode 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 10 out of 10 come on now just like the growth in regards to how their dynamics have shift shifted after that documentary you know i mean they blew up they were live streaming So, they've gotten a lot of media attention. They've gotten a lot of general public attention. So, it's interesting to see, you know, Courtney being all like, where's my agent and all that good stuff, you know, Ash, I didn't know that the documentary is coming, and all that good stuff. Like, you know, it's just so funny to see that. But I think the funniest thing is the way that they edit that documentary, like, The documentary, like, they edited that so messy. It was the real housewives of uh, (laughs) of High School Musical, the musical, the series. And first of all, I think what a lot of people forget also when they're looking at the documentary is that there was a whole episode where Carlos essentially created a real housewife situation so that way Channing could get content. And, you know, a lot of that was used for that documentary and it's just so funny because when jet actually says that not that jet doesn't like corny because let's be real we know they got a little something something there right but when jet said that on the documentary trailer that was what carlos told him to say and so it's funny because that's why maddox is even laughing especially as well like it was just so creative the way that they did all of that, I was just like, I, I gotta give you Tim. First of all, Tim wrote the episode. Tim knows how to write an episode. Tim know how to. He knows how to keep me captivated. He just does. He just does. I don't know what you want me to say. He just does, and I'm grateful. I love this show, y'all. I mean, I've pretty much covered everything that I want to cover, aside from Nini. And you know, here's my thing about Nini. I um, she obviously recorded these three episodes in three days just before she was leaving for tour i have no idea how she had the time to do that but i think that when we look at the entire perspective of nini's character and her character development it has always seemed as though nini has been bigger than east high It has always seemed like she was going out there and doing just more. They probably would have been better off probably making her a senior with EJ at that point. But anyway, too late for that. But, you know, through season one, through her leaving from that school and her coming back even from the school from the second season back to East High. And when she came back to East High, it wasn't like she like she didn't fit in she didn't fit in she didn't have the same dreams as everybody else so when she kind of just started taking off on social media and all that stuff as her character nini it was just kind of like this makes more sense and it wasn't even the fact that it was because it is olivia rodrigo and her career literally mimics her character but it's it was just like it just made sense like just because her character also carried the same amount of talent that Olivia did herself in her personal life, it was it just made sense that she would be leaving to go do her music to go you know start this fresh new chapter in her life because no matter where she went, she always felt like she was supposed to be somewhere else, but she never knew where that was or what her dream was so. I absolutely... I, I loved it. I loved the way that they sent her out in that last episode. Um, I, I, my hope is that, you know... but I mean, they shot those three episodes in three days, right? What would be the harm of having her come back for, let's say, the play for next season? You know, have her maybe sitting in the crowd or something like that. Or come and drop off her uh note cards because it's everybody's senior year and all that stuff so that would be awesome or even have her do like a little facetime video like they just incorporated so many things in previous seasons that i felt like that they really could have this season but um yeah that's just about it y'all i appreciate y'all for listening you know high school musical the musicals series is absolutely awesome i'm obsessed with it and i'm going to be covering season two and season one as well in their own podcast so make sure you go ahead and keep up (laughs) I, um, I'm hoping by the time season four comes around, I will be having TV and film reactions on my YouTube channel for that. So Dev, so that is my plan, and we're just going to see how that rolls out, but I appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening. Um, let me know what you think about the season. I'm actually curious to see what other people's thoughts are on the season, because the season has just been so different and such an adjustment for in every possible way for every possible character and viewer. So yeah. It's been nice talking with you guys. Until next time. Make sure you go ahead and follow at 5MIN Self Care on Twitter and get you some self-care girl. <sighs> it's stressful these days. You need it. We need it. Absolutely. And make sure you go ahead and follow me again at that so dev on Twitter, Instagram, and literally everything else. Alright. I'm hopping off here for real this time. I appreciate you. Stream, you never know because that is my favorite song from this season. I'm sorry, but it just is what it is. All right, y'all. Bye.